Hey everybody, welcome to Outspoken. I am your host, Justin White. This is episode 61. Uh, my guest today is a dear old friend of mine. His name is Nat Parsons. And um, I've known him since uh, I moved here in 1992. I went out to see his band play uh, because my brother was friends with members and members of the band and members of the fans of the band. And I was a young uh, nobody, had just arrived, 20 years old, and um, had the good fortune to be absorbed into this incredible group of people uh, who I'm still a a part of, even if peripherally. Um, But man, oh man, was it fun to go see this band play. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to talk about some other stuff. Uh, but first, I got to chop some of this wood. I hope that uh, I am not only doing one thing and then, I, you've and never then s- asking everybody else to do things for me. <laughs> Oh, is that is that a fear of yours as I an artist? I think that's part of like uh, not you know just not wanting to be, um, not wanting to ask someone else to do it for you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know it's that. So I'm taking your I'm taking time away from you to fix do my, my problems, thing. right? Do my thing is that does that for you? Does that enter into all kinds of like all facets of life? Like, yeah. are you someone who wouldn't hire a house cleaner? I you... mean, I haven't. Like, yeah. We've been talking about it because we do need it. Because I'm a, I'm a, you know, I kind of work on projects and leave them around. Uh-huh. I am trying to learn how to be a better um, pile maker, <laughs> okay. so that if I see, uh, you know, an intention rise, I can quickly move it out of its, out of its holding right. pattern. Okay, you know, it's kind of like keeping the airplanes at the airport, kind of, yeah, uh, ready to fly. When they're ready, yeah, but not too early, but not oh, yeah, not overlapping. You know, hey, you know, you might not want to get to Chicago that fast, right? Or, or wherever. But is it so? That's an issue. You have things sort of everywhere, and you're trying to learn th- how to organize your. Mess. I need to do that better, but yeah, I need to organize my mess. I mean, I, I know a lot of artists who adopt mess for a you know for forgetting, uh. so that they so they aren't always inundated by work they have to do, like they're. They have to bump and find it again. They like to just leave it yeah. disheveled so they yeah. stumble so, upon whatever. Yeah, I think certain kind of, and you know, there's prime examples like there's the famous photographs of Francis Bacon's studio where right. it's just like a little sort of channel and a Same. mass of, of, yeah. Yeah. That like I, I don't think anybody needs. All over the floor yeah. and everything. And I, do, I do like, I do like a, a mess and I like, I like to have to clean up for like if I know someone's going to come over and kind of approach things uh-huh. that clean up making you know making the studio available and you okay. know like you like that part i do because to me every time you do that it's an installation you know it's like oh. a chance to like yeah you're presenting hey, let's see if how that little that little thing hits That's and then cool. you're walking around and you're finding things that have found their finish but you know have been set aside right and you're like oh are you keen on Hanging out with this painting <laughs> right. for a while. I mean, maybe the two of you can talk for a while. And I yeah. think that's there's a a big kind of uh, that's a zeitgeist. I think in in times right now. I mean, maybe it's uh, pre computer trained, uh-huh. and then post 
computer living, you know, it's like, how do you, uh, constrain that reality of having things living simultaneously? Uh huh. I mean, computers, as much as they, they want us to believe that everything's available at once, you still are looking at a screen. So right. to me, it's still just a one painting. Right. You know, it's not, it's not a, a room full of objects. Yeah. That's where, a good, it's you know, not like immersive. A and, wall of dogs barking back at you or, right. you know, your that's little, a good point. your little stuffed animal telling you the story of being a kid. You yeah. know, it's like, it's never, it's never going to give that. It's I mean, always going to have that separation. Of, unless, of, and even if they figured out that stuff, you know, we were talking, we talk about, you know, that sort of, you know, um, Minority Report. Yeah, the integrative. Um, yeah, the, you know, we're all still going to be like a little. It's just going to be a little figment of your imagination in space, right? You know, yeah. Right. Except for those who are getting the the implants you're talking about. Yeah, get, like if you get your Tesla key embedded in your, then wrist, you're, you know, and yeah, you are truly part cyborg. And, yeah, and you're dumb. and you're more Tesla than than anybody else. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you know, like if some people like I waited. Four years for my car to right, be built. For my Model X or whatever. And you're like, okay. And you pick that color. Yeah. Not, you know, it's like, oh, I should have picked that other color. It's like, <laughs> come on. Darn you got to wait eight more years yeah. when they're available again. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't... Yeah, that's that part of it is... It freaks me out, frankly. The idea mm-hmm. that people like are going to give themselves over to whatever sort of corporate branding or any, you know... They're going to become integrated with the materials that they yeah. use. And, and be, I don't know. It seems like it's happening right now. It seems like it's yeah. already happening. Well, and I do think that branding that we went through in the 80s of, you know, Nike swoosh and Adidas mm-hmm. through stripes and figuring out ways to, you know, get brands to be part of culture. Right. You know, we are sort of you know living living proof of how that works and so right. we, were the we are being watched for that we are the model. test market yeah and so when they figure that out you know it's like either, they'll it. either get a rebellion or they'll be like look we learned all this stuff looking at that stuff on the facebook right and it was like <laughs> had this and it told me that and i get this data crunch from it and now i i can sell you this thing Right. I still don't. I mean, I really, I, I, know they're dangerous. I know they're dangerous, but I also feel like they're just, they're all still just trying to figure out something to sell us. Right. That is the so, bottom line, or some way to sell our information. Lately, that's yeah. Of, that's, Which, they don't even need to ask I mean, our permission yeah, for. Yeah. I and I'm and I'm. I guess I'm, there's plenty of them. There, uh, people outside of and and ourselves in, in as creative people or, or digital people. Um, there's plenty of people that are um, ready for it to um, miss them. You know, like yeah. like it's right. it. You know, there's it's all you know being there at the right time mm-hmm. with uh, everybody ready to to partake in it. You know, and it's yeah. Um, it's still that's an object. Yeah, you know that you work that algorithm so hard. To get that little bit of information that you knew I was going to end up at Hardly Strictly to see Meat Puppets play. Right. Duh. So I mean, I could have told that. you that. You know, <laughs> yeah. If you, know, you don't. If, so. I mean, I, I think it's really gross that that stuff's going on without our permission and we, we never were asked. And it's, I mean, we did sign whatever agreements we signed online uh, for uh-huh. things without reading sure. them. Which, yeah. Uh, almost everyone did not read them. Or any part of them, even right. You could sort of you can sort of assume most people didn't even begin to read 
They're just like, ah, I'm definitely going to use this phone. So it's not like I'm going to read through this and then decide not, you know, I'm going to sell it back or get rid of it. Like, I'm just not going to have a smartphone anymore. Well, and so, I, I never grew around, I grew up around legalese talk. You know, I never like making right. an argument, you know, set, setting up parameters, right. you know, looking at it from all these different angles. Using I mean, actual you, English you could, language. I that, mean, you could say I had that with two parents that are artists, you know, a brother that's an artist, you know, watching them, you know, try to solve problems, you know, mm-hmm. establish an object and try to figure out what it, what it could become, right? what it needed to be and that kind of thing. So that's, that's all related, but it's, it's a little different. It's not, I mean, I, I also think that putting hierarchies on, on things is uh, mostly defensive. Mm. So, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound defensive. Like, I, I would like everything to be like a Luddite and go back to right. nothing. I just feel like, you know, there's a lot of huff and puffing about something being more powerful than it is. than anything else right do i do i do a lot of wood woodworking do, um, carving a ton of stuff drawing a lot of carving and... into wood a lot of relating to things that are made out of wood uh-huh. um my 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 current project that i'm getting excited about is i'm going to go paint oil paintings in city parks oh nice um and my idea is to kind of relate to the boundaries of the park and uh where the boundary of public and private space is sort of wishy-washy right um and i'm not going in to confront or make issue of people living in parks or or doing any of that stuff but i'm i can't imagine that it's not going to come up as as an explored um reality so i'm I'm kind of excited for that to be more of a um, organic relationship to trying to figure out what that's all about you so know. you're just going to go sit in parks, like sort of on edges, like on Yeah, so I and... have, I made myself a cart, you know, okay. that I can stick wet paintings in uh-huh. and it holds all the, um, holds all the paint. Got good, um, good it has an extra little it. easel, has cast, good casters on it. I think I'm going to go pneumatic though. I think I'm going to go, yeah. go bubble up the tires a nice. little bit for smoother ride. Yeah, smart. Um, I tried wheeling a lemonade stand, you know, 20 blocks yeah filled with coolers full of, and it's it ain't easy on a little thankfully this material, art materials aren't too heavy though i do have right. a lot of oil, the oil paint because i'm, I'm going to these are going to be oil paintings cool um and i'm going to have enough materials that if someone was interested they could take share take a stab at it so i'll have wow gloves and another and, canvas yeah another, so like if, if someone wants you know because i don't want to go in there thinking that i'm making something and just taking it away like if someone wants to 
meet cool, meet, meet me at the playground and have a you know have a give and take yeah you know they're going to commit to it right. uh, or else it's going to get wiped off and and someone else will try it. it yeah yeah but um i'm, I'm excited for that opportunity too because i think the interaction part of my artworks has always been um really important i feel like that's those have been the sort of the best moments for me because i'm always in those interactive moments i feel like i'm least myself you know i'm hmm. i'm the most myself but i'm least worried about what i'm the orchestrating least it's, it's yeah it's it's there you know yeah. the time is there That's and i've cool. and i've had a couple a couple of great experiences like that and can you, know, you share that can you share yeah well the first one I, I did a project with this guy gregory gavin and we made a we made it like an art in an art gallery we made like a, a camp basically a camp set up and you could and you could come in and pay a quarter and, and get an art lesson from okay. one of us and he had a he had just gotten his mfa and i had just gotten my bfa and people would come in and we'd have like this storytelling thing we'd have a piece of paper between us paints and we would just you know use the painting to either just make a painting together uh-huh. or to explore using it as a I'm going to draw this thing while I'm talking to you. And it tells you a little bit more about what I was just telling you about. Wow. You know? And so at that, at that project, I got my first experience of, um, that, 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 oh, amazing experience. And it was a guy who would, he was from El Salvador, no, very little English Uh and I'm not Spanish speaking. And of course I was feeling super guilty. Like here's a chance for me to speak directly to this person. And I was like, wait a second. We we got this piece of paper and paint between us. Yeah. And so we paint a picture of a boat together. So obviously, you know, he was telling me that he came up Comes on a boat. The, right. And then a boxing glove in the corner and he's telling me that he was like a boxer when he was when he came up here. He was okay. a boxer. And so we just had the, and then he gave me he wrote down the name of the town that he was from. And so that was sort of like the title so on the top full of the painting. Conversation through full a conversation. Painting. Three very important, you know, realities of his yeah. shared to me, and, and some I was of yours able back, and, and some... yeah, me me back. But I was I was really more listening than I was yeah. talking, and um, absolutely just floored me. I was so cool, weeping man. weeping away. You it's know, it's so awesome. It's such a so, cool idea to do that. Like that's such a it breaks the barriers. It's it's yeah. like music. You know, it's like it's, it goes right through. There's nothing. There's no reason to draw lines anymore. You know, well, and it's not, it's not prescribed, you know, it's not like, let us, um, I'll have Tell the same you plate or, okay. and you start, you start painting the lip of the plate with blue. Right. And then next it's brown and next it's orange. You know, it's like, no, it's, yes. um, go for it. Yeah. Come on. Give it, a, give it a try. Yeah. It doesn't work every time. Obviously, sometimes you're just going to draw basketballs with people and right. it's going to be, or a lot know, of people get hung up on their, their inability, their you know, yeah, supposed or, inability. Or they got draw. good at one thing and right. that's what they, they use. Draw that, and yeah. So it's like, and when I love that too, I love all those realities. Just the object in the end usually has, isn't very interesting. It's the it's conversation, conversation might've been great. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Like, I feel like it's like, do you push the object to get better or to reflect that? And how do you get, how do you get something to have that experience afterwards? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because we do, we live with these objects that are frozen, right? And how and what they're asking from us is some kind of access. Hmm. But you, you know, you don't always <laughs> don't always give them access. That's I'm, right. I'm not I'm not in the mood landscape. Right. I, I can't I can't look at your palm trees right now. <laughs> Quit talking you know? to me about all your beauty and yeah. yeah. Perfect. I, 
I think that's really cool that you're even thinking about that because I don't. I think a lot of artists probably think the process is over when they, you know, put that final stroke or whatever and sell yeah. it or get a, like okay done. But I like that you're like, and it's true. Like since I've known you, just twenty years or so now, yeah, 20, more twenty five maybe. Thirty. It might be close. Yeah. Thirty. I've been here twenty seven, yeah. so I met you right when I okay. got here. Okay. So. You're in one of the best rock bands of all time. I appreciate that. I really mean it. I'm still, you're still top, top of my list. I love we Little Mind. We got new than, stuff. I can't wait. We got wait. new stuff yeah, that we, uh, we can't wait to get out there. But we You got, recorded it? We recorded it. Holy yeah, shit. It's, it's on that edge of, is it mastered enough? Does it need to be less mastered? Okay. Does it need to be, you know. It's Who's, like, who is making those calls? So it's, it's a collective shrug you're each all listening yeah, to it's it a and collect- all collective shrug and then it's uh this has been a while since we recorded this yeah so then you start hearing things that you did over and over again in maybe more than one song and you're like well uh, is it really is that what i wanted to do over right. and then you're like well you would have it's to go what back was and captured. redo the whole thing so and that, I, I think that is where like bands get into the 10 10 year record yeah. or the 20 year yeah, record. Yeah, I'm sure. Like they that. finished recording in two months and then yeah. talk about so, it for years. Yeah. So. Well, I hope it comes to fruition and I hope it's soon. Yeah. Um, no, it's... I, when you guys played those shows, it was so amazing. Yeah. To... And those are only those songs. I know. So oh, that's what's exciting about that. I, I like I liked that we just played, you know, no hits, no, yeah. none of our old stuff, yeah. which I know was sort of, you know, it's a little rude. But it was also, it's kind of what we had in us, you know. It was your choice. You know, it was what we were working on. It yeah. was like, here we're, and I think as a band, when when we would play as Little My years ago, it was that, that experience was, what we liked was that each time was a new chance to play it, mm. you know. You played a little differently. Yeah. Just however you know? it came out that And time. I think it was, um, and that the, the songs are like that too. I think we generated songs that way too. Yeah. So, That's how but, it felt. I, I, mean, I don't think all bands make songs that way. Definitely so, not. No. Yeah. Might not be the best way to make songs. I think it is the best way. Or for you guys, it was. It, it's mean, definitely our way of making yeah, songs. Yeah. I mean, it, would, yeah. it wouldn't fit if you were trying to squeeze it into some other format you know uh-huh. it comes out of you guys the way that it does and that's what's beautiful about it yeah i would say some of us are a little more professional about it than others and yeah and, and or professional in different ways and so um and matt the guitarist is actually made this a big part of his study as a as a now a, a academic is that sort of creative the creative life uh-huh you know so it's right now he's more in contracts and and um you know like getting how people have gotten paid or not paid over uh, huh. over years and years that's it's, what he's studying right now yeah it's amazing stuff it, it quite a good conversation and he's um gotten access to some really interesting um people behind the scenes that were actually pretty high up in the sort of scenes in the 60s and stuff mm. and i think he's he's got it if it works you know that, that's the nature of of research though right you know you can research the heck out of something but then make something out of it you know and that and i can say that about making artwork too you know it's like um you know you can have all your ideas and Mm -hmm. you can have your book full of chopped chopped full of ideas but the conversation that happens in the moment when you're in that room with however many people it is Mm -hmm. and you're responding or riffing off of each other and and if that's what where you start things that you're gonna you're gonna 
things are going to get forgotten. Right. You know, and, and that's good. I, mean, I think that's, or, you know, or brought forward, you know, that mm-hmm. maybe that's. So what you were saying about Matt, though, in terms of the, the, the music, like the. The business, business, uh, music scene. Or so, just in terms of the professionalism while you guys were putting this together. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, you know, he, he's excited about getting an object out there okay. and, you know, and and Adam has a, a lot of projects going. And Not so then you have to, you know, what you have to um, qualify what's ready for prime time. Okay. You know? And so like you, you work on something for a while and you're like, well, I have to also you know, fix the, the house thing. or do this, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. So, you know, do but, you have some kind of timeline for it? Do you think it's coming? Like- well, uh, this summer we, we were, we were going to try to get together and have like a kind of a retreat. And in that retreat, I had imaginations that we were going to make like videos and, mm, yeah. and maybe make some kind of weird sonic art that could be adopted into it too, into that would bring everything or together or something like that. Nice. But it didn't happen. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. So, um, but maybe it'll happen next summer and then, and then we'll put it out after that or we'll put it out some way soon and then let let it become something else later right i mean i think that's part of to me like the internet it seems like you put stuff up there and it's so done it gets like it's so done over immediately and then if you looked at it and you looked on something else it's so done it was over in one second what the, I I want to live with things. Yeah, I want to I want to live with things. Well, especially something you worked on for years or or put yeah. so much of your soul into. You know, you don't want but, it to be swiped away in half a second. Yeah, I don't know. I, as an oil painter, making yeah. oil paintings and then letting them sit and then working and on them again the and letter, going and yeah. get, making another thing happen. To me, that's the scabbing of life, and that is like you know, that's what you rip like it open. It. <laughs> if there's still some juice in there, pull Dig it to around the surface. Get, yeah. yeah. Pull that scab see out. See is. if you can get some red nectar. Right. You know, and then and then paint over it. Right. Yeah. Have you always worked with oil? Yep. You just like yeah. it. You just like that. I, I got. I definitely got sold the the hard line in undergrad. Not not the hard line that you do it or you you're not a painter, but just the beauty of all the materials. Mm. This guy Philip Morseberger was a real essential. Uh, painter and so he, he was very tra- traditional in kind of his approach of paintings okay but it was uh materials so yeah like he, he worked from this there's this bible of of art, art materials that like the it's the guide it's okay. the big tome everybody and in everybody there all, is all yeah. these really good recipes for all this stuff and he gave us just a simple simple set of recipes and i was i fell in love with it like nice. it was like make, making making my own food uh-huh. you know oh this sap is really in this varnish sappy stuff is really intense and uh-huh. wonderful and the turpentine oh wow it blooms and you know like so i got really into it as sort of like this uh kind of cosmic experience yeah it's the chemistry you know, like, of it and you know I, I definitely am uh less tolerant of it and one of the reasons why i think kind of i'm drawn to painting outdoors instead of yeah, get, you know, getting this exercise you've back into the studio. More sensitive to yeah, the paint. so I, you know, here I go. Here's one way I can be start off the project as, as being a desensitive prick <laughs> is go out and make other people desensitive to it. <laughs> there you go. So no, like, but you're you're doing it just, in the open air. I think that's well, that's fair enough. I mean, I I, I actually inviting I, others I have to... thought about you know just like being cognizant of spare the air days and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. 
So, Do you think it's really that bad? Like if you're in a, in a park with oil paints? Um, I think as a person, you should you should be if if the world is telling people to take a break for a day. Yeah. Okay. So you wouldn't full. do it on spare the air day. Maybe. I'd, but I maybe mean, I'd on a, a gen- in general, it's not. It can't be. That. I think it's something to consider. I mean, and I, I think, think it's I'm nice sure. That you do. I I'm mean, sure there's plan air people, people that are going out and painting on site, yeah. that have taken that into account. Maybe and a lot of people go to acrylics. Um, but and one of the people thing- who sit in their car with it idling with the air conditioning on. That's and true. Eating their, you know, eating their great fast nuts. food in the in the parking yeah. lot and looking at their phone. This town, what if this town just like dead to dark zone? I think about that all the time. It like, would be nice. Yeah, I want, I, I went, I tried to go to Mount Davidson and I was going to do mm-hmm. some video up there and somebody somewhere was playing music with, it sounded like from a car because it was super mm-hmm. heavy bass mm-hmm. and it was just, all you could hear was the thumping of the bass. Yeah. But I was at the top of Mount Davidson and you could hear it like they were, you know, 10 wow. feet. It was so, it was just echoing across the canyon or whatever uh-huh. but it was it made it impossible to be there and enjoy the nature for me I'm, yeah i'm just really sensitive i mean i love music and i love loud music even but, yeah but not there yeah like i'm trying to get to the only little pocket of green and be in peace you know i hear birds and i hear this i i do i don't know how people um don't have an understanding that they're doing that to other people i don't it, either it seems uh and, and do you drive yourself insane with the with the the consternation that you feel when I do? But like you know, I moment? don't always like quiet. I I um I respect quiet. Yeah. But um, I'm second. You know, I have an older brother. You like okay. you. Yeah. And my older brother uh is awesome. Super great dude. I love him very much. Me but too. I wanted to be him so early in my life. Like I wanted to be. Doing everything he was doing. How much older is he? Five years older. Okay. And I just wanted to hear what he was thinking. I wanted to see what he was doing. Yeah. None of that is right to do to a brother, but I did it a lot. And I think now I like to have noises around me when when times are quiet. So because of that, because yeah. I'm having a and brother. I've, I've been I've always been attracted to television. I'll watch television anytime. Uh huh. If anybody wants to watch television, I'll watch television. Will you watch any show? Or, or I'll just... watch. I'll watch a lot of junk. Yeah. yeah, I'll watch things for for the sake of 
of nothing just consuming your brain something. consuming yeah. directly consuming and you but, get joy from it or, or do you feel like it's a like it satisfies some i think it's a distancing yeah i think it's a total comfort food okay. thing yeah i think it's like you know fried chicken uh-huh. you know you love it but you shouldn't eat it okay but so i i think yeah but i but i'm also like a hummer you know i like okay. to whistle in the morning so you create noise if it's i too definitely quiet. yeah you know and i think uh i mean the band i was always that was my my favorite moment when i was uh when the band would be coming up with a song and mm-hmm. they'd be playing with each other and and kind of finding things and i would be coming humming in my head uh-huh. and then getting louder and louder until i kind of found a spot to fit to in vocalize. you know to vocalize that's cool so that i wasn't just vocaling on vocalizing on breaks right you know i was singing i was singing along I was yeah like you were coming with it and then it yeah, and I've, I've found that, you know, my what I think probably my best work as singing is usually has probably been in early takes where I was more inventive and I was uh-huh. trying things out. And maybe I was steering the the um, the band the in another the, way the way to, to play something else or to, okay. to highlight something because t- I've taken over that spot. You don't need yeah. to do that spot anymore. Yeah. But then I changed that. Partially, you know, maybe I changed that over time so that what they've developed by utilizing me again, I'm to having to reinvent to that. So it's, it is like a painting where you're actually, you need to, you know, wipe a lot of it away to get back to some flat surface so you okay. can add, find your new, your new spot. Okay. Um, and I, and I liked that. I liked, um, and might've been, you know, that might be just specific to how I play with them, but I've I've made music with other people and it seems like I'm drawn to that process. Same, okay. So I think I'm utilizing, you know, the sort of younger brother energy. <laughs> yeah. But though I have thought about how that energy um, you know, confronts other people and I remember being in art school and being in this class and there were three or four of us man men and women who were kind of rambunctious and were talkative and quick-witted and you know like yeah. had a, a definitely were observant and passionate about sharing observations. Right. But then in the cl- same coursework in the same classroom would be people that were much more quieter than we were. Yeah. And our, we had this teacher who was uh, Margaret McKenzie, a uh, anthropologist mm. and she and, and, um, and her uh, cohort, it was a team t- team talk class with this woman, Nancy O'Banion. And they might have developed this together, but I think it was her her understanding of this uh, exercise, where you put you have a conversation about what you're talking about, but you're also writing down uh, a question you might ask the person. Okay. And you might be also taking notes in that question. Might be taking notes for that person who is getting critiqued. Okay. In the note, so it's a combination of I have a question. I'm making sure I have a question for you. I'm making sure that I'm working towards understanding why i should have a question for you interesting and i'm also listening to what people are talking about and taking taking notes so it's and you then after the critique you give the critiquer the person that's being critiqued the artist all of the critique notes okay and then you can go through those things and see how different people perceived the question that was being asked of you Uh because i think one of the things about being critique or being sort of in public performing whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it you feel like everything you're doing is being observed and rarefied and understood at right, that moment but right. many of it sort of 
being lost you know, it, or, it, or it exists over time. You know, it's yeah. like when you hear somebody, when you hear your, heard your grandfather say something really quietly and, <sighs> and stealthily and, and sweetly, um, sticks with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. But you were saying, so you were relating that, that anthropological study to, to the way, and you're being a younger brother yeah. to the way in which you engage with the other world people. and other yeah, people. Yeah, I think, and, I think and I've learned, yeah, like you, you confront your personality, mm-hmm. you see where that personality helps the world, and then you work, work down aspects where it might detract or not give space to other people. And I think with a little bit of room, you know, and not a focus on always being the life of the party. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of room to be a compassionate social creature, which I don't think is always easy. I mean, I think it's, it's definitely not. It's you know, usually really hard. Yeah. But also, you're. I mean, you know, you're in the extreme minority in doing that, right? Like, in even considering that stuff. Um, it's sad, sad to say, because I. Yeah, I don't think that's why you do it, though, right? No, you, no. You, I'm just I, saying. And like I don't. And, and the reason why I do it is I. I think I was built to be this way. I think you know. I well, I was going to ask if there yeah. was like a point at which you started. Because I'm a, I'm similar. I, I can't help but consider other people. I, I right. just can't help it. I'm always thinking about what somebody else needs. You know, if right. I'm walking through space, I'm like, oh, right. that, watch out, that person. Oh, careful, right. careful. And I'm just to, maybe to a fault. I don't know. I mean, certainly to an extreme, to the point where I know I'm not like everybody else because right. I see them sort of obliviously bumping into one another. Um, not everybody, but I mean, to have that sort of hypersensitivity and to actually care about what happens to those people and stuff is it seems like a rare thing it seems like what you have to sort of at least in my experience it's it seems like the world is a, is harsh on those folks uh-huh. you know and you have to kind of find a way to do that and be compassionate but and open but also have a have some protection around yourself well i think the protection is not taking yourself too seriously like at some points just giving yourself a break and saying i'm human i'm gonna make mistakes i'm gonna this is all of what i'm doing is not just for people around me part of it is a control thing right you know like that and i get it gives me um a sense of self it gives me um you know gives me it makes me feel like i am reacting to the world and and i'm a participant instead of Instead of just isolating, right? So, though you know the art world, you know that's that you know the our game when I was in in undergrad and growing up with artists' parents, you know this idea that artists are you know fragile and that you have to live this isolated life to get mm-hmm. work done and all this kind of stuff. Um, you was know, that the belief that, that, your that well that was what was my that... parents my, I, my, I I it was the seventies you know. Mm. The people that we were seeing, you know, that, that were being promoted, that was their story, you okay. know, this sort of isolation. But, you know, maybe if we were closer to New York, there would have been a little bit more like, oh, those these people that used to live here and now they live in New Mexico. Right. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not buying into it. Yeah, it doesn't work for me, and I, I don't think it should have yeah. to be the way for anybody. Yeah, I, don't think, I mean, I always thought that about when you hear about write, writers being drunks, so uh-huh. you know, all these sure. all these things that are stereotypes based on a handful of very notable people. You know, yeah, like that's, there's a reason that 
you think that about that particular field because this person, this right. person, you know? Right. If you want to go down the list and say, well, Hemingway and, and Bukowski and whatever, right. name a bunch of drunks, but also there are many, many thousands of writers who didn't drink and were awesome writers and don't, true. You know, didn't need That's alcohol true. to do it. And so the idea that like, I mean, that the whole thing of the whole struggling, I mean, I think, I think art is a struggle because mm-hmm. you're expressing yourself and to do that in a world that doesn't welcome self-expression is, right. is scary, you know, and sure. challenging and doesn't always land, you know? Yeah. Um, but, and that's also why it's so beautiful and powerful and freeing. And, you know, that's why when it does work, it's the best thing you know, yeah. to actually be creating and have it feel like it's being, it's Received. reaching someone, yeah. you know, not yeah. for the sake of boosting your status or, or yeah. you know, but just because it's working. Like, hey, you feel that too? That's yeah. fucking great. That's that's, you know, right. that's why music I have these abilities fuels me like that. It's yeah. just like, oh God, it's like really, I am now alive. I know that I'm alive right now in this moment because of what I'm experiencing, you know? Right. That's the kind of stuff that I get from really good art and really good music and, you know, movies yeah. and things, you know? Yeah. It's and, a, a, across the board. There's so many ways to express yourself. Yeah. So many uh, ways that you might be geared or, or guided or geared towards some way to express yourself. Right. Um, so. Well, I also, yeah, I, w- I should add to the thing, all those things I love, just the, just people, the way that people express themselves is yeah. one of those things. And it's pretty awesome if you can allow them the space to do it, like to give somebody sure. space to be that actual person that they want to be. Sure. That's the best. You see them come out completely yeah or as much as they're able well and i I, you know i taught and i taught i've taught college level art classes and then i've told you about this experience making this painting with the el salvadorian guy Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and to me that was a teaching moment that was kind of a a, a, um even though i was i was kind of breaking that role to me i think that's it is that conversation that happens in a in a setting where Mm -hmm. people are considering things that they're passing back and forth. Right. And uh, when in that passing back and forth is where we, you know, start to understand where our boundaries are and where, you know, where we, where we feel comfortable with people interjecting into our lives. Right. And vice versa, where we find ways to accept other people into our lives, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, um, you know, People, many people find ways to find that joy, you know, maybe they have kids and I would say many artists aren't very good at being parents. My parents were very good parents, but, Mm -hmm. but they were all, I also feel guilty as an adult thinking about the time that they, that they took away from their studio practice to give me attention (laughs) and to respond to my, you know, needs of, you know, flat feet and, and, uh, but that's poison ivy. But you shouldn't really have guilt about that because you no, were, they're, you they're, were their they're, child they're hap- and they... No, they're happy that they did it for sure. I mean, yeah. you, know, you know, but, you know, it was, uh, it's a choice you make when you become a parent. You know you're going to be true. sacrificing a whole bunch of stuff. It's just, you don't know would, quite how much, there's pl- actually. There's plenty of parents who are kind of, it came into their lives. It was less planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and I, I do find my, my favorite friends are my friends that usually have at some moment told me 
that they were the mistake or oh. the accident. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you, yeah, uh, you are one of them, aren't you? That's so funny. Totally. Yeah. You, you, do you think that there's like spirits? a type that develops? I, I want, I want to be um, absurd and say that there is. Uh-huh. And I want to well, say that it's like a certain freedom. Yeah. Like a certain, that would be my laissez-faire. Sort of, oh, right. That would be my, the blanket sort of, I mean, I feel like I've met people like that too, or yeah. people who had just really messed up parents or something. They're yeah, just, they're just like, oh, that's the way life is, you know. <laughs> like they're they're kind of cool about everything yeah. because they had the first thing in their life be yeah. such a disaster. So, like uh, talking about our control and wanting to give 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 as much in as you know instead of taking right, giving through uh, wandering through life and meeting these people and giving giving, trying to be a giver, and I think that what you're saying with that personality is inherently they don't have that constraint like they're not having that analytical yeah moment where they're confronting that because shit it's all free ride yeah you know, it's like they got they they were they were they, they, they were the gift just got... they were the gift yeah you know and uh i don't know yeah I, I remember like being really young and wanting to be like this great singer and i was like and we were we had a band mm-hmm. in high school couple friends of mine uh-huh. what was never it called? we were called um i wasn't aborted okay horrible name was it like a horrible hardcore band like we a... would try to be hardcore uh-huh. i think we played one gbh song okay you know, you know that band i i um, don't know them but i know the name horrible you know them, totally right? trashy mm-hmm. um inappropriate um mm-hmm. it would probably miss i would I'm I'm not going to be on a uh, not say misogynist. It's probably for sure. It was there. It was there. Definitely. So, um, <laughs> but we uh, we I I remember thinking, oh, just I need to get rougher. I need to be rougher. I need to like drink gasoline. Yeah. And I was like c- coming up with ways <laughs> to like way damage to myself. Yeah. So I could have like some kind of like mystery. Right. You know, I have like or a backstory. Some, some backstory. Yeah. He was so. He's hardcore so into it that he drank gasoline <laughs> and then he sounded like a old tire scraping down the street. Right. Yeah. Did you do that kind of stuff? Like, did you try to toughen up for your image for the band? Um, well, I think I, what I, what I, to... I didn't, um, but I think I, I learned how to be loud. Okay. Um, and so I, I, I learned how to be like, how to go from sort of quiet speaking person yeah. to like, just, you know, entertaining okay. projecting cool. yeah did it give you confidence like right like is that how most you... of the time it was a joke you know like okay. i was doing a joke for friends or something okay. like that so to me uh, they were they were the first they were the first agents of audience. yeah like oh they like that one yeah i can okay, try that out on that. somebody else yeah do the i can do the bat screech i'll right. do the bat screech until my voice can't do bat screeches anymore that's good yeah, yeah mine was the, the the crow call I crow could call super super nice. loud like nice. in the middle of a, a crowded bar or party or something. Excellent. And, but do it completely unannounced and without, you know, so nobody knew quite where it came from. See, I know but, that. But it's really loud. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to that. It, it And it's a pot. It's a, I'm going to do this. Yeah. You like it's like yourself up. Commit to, yourself to yeah. it. Because it that's, really that's really the only time it sounds good is when it's like commit, projected yeah. and yeah. yeah you got to give yourself up to it and yeah. then it could either fail miserably and everybody hates you or it's like a big hit. And... Well, and I do think the trying can also be a thing. You know, you can, the attempt, Yeah. you know, you can have the sort of revving of the engine kind of thing. But then don't, I mean, for me, I actually, not intentionally, but I actually have a catalog of all those 
moments in my life oh, of like okay. every humiliation and every moment where I not not I don't have them all on hand in order or anything but right. they cycle through I'm like yeah. oh there was the time I did yeah. you know and I, there are a lot of them yeah and I don't know how to not beat myself up for it I'm trying to teach myself I'm you know how to... I think you should deal with it huh make more yeah yeah I Just think you should do more gaffes yeah more well, gaffes that i think you're on to something because that's sort of what i committed to with this podcast uh-huh. is like i'm just gonna let it because i have the power to edit you know i can right. edit out anything i want right and i'm choosing to let it to like if i misspeak i misspeak if right you know i mean the only time i'm going to do it is if some if like somebody I, I i don't like to reveal anybody else's stuff right i don't want to give yeah, up if someone you know. starts talking about someone oh that, yeah yeah that jerk is a jerk oh right. i can't believe that jerk is still jerk, living such a jerky jerk oh yeah yeah. So yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to like besmirch anyone. But, right. Um, it's a good, that's a good working model. I think. I think so. I mean, yeah. I try, and I'm trying to. I have a lot of good working models to apply to everyone else, and on. Uh-huh. But I don't. I can't always incorporate them myself. Yeah. I have so much resistance to to doing the right, like doing things that I know would be good, good for me. Right. Right. Eating well, sleeping the, the right amount. Right. You know. I, it's weird. Like I know I'm. I have so much awareness about it because I've dwelled on it for ages. Right. Like wow, you're really. This is dumb. This is, you're making these bad decisions. But again. that's like the atonal player. You know, it's like it's a a thing you sort of embrace. You know, it's like. What do you if, mean by atonal player? Like you know, like that, that discordant saxophone player. Oh, okay. Or right. um or like, uh, did you ever? You went to Slovenly, right? Did you ever listen to Slovenly? No. Oh, Slevenly was, I think they were LA band, but I think some of them lived up here. Okay. And they I, were I great. And the the singer, the, you know, he was more of a crooner. Okay. A, a, an out of time crooner. Right. Like, and, um, and that was his, his thing. Did you it know, work? Was, yeah, it, work it totally worked. Okay. I mean, thinking fellers, they kind of yeah. had to a, a bit of that also, yeah. like sort of, uh, you know, like your narrator is personality. Right. You know, your narrator isn't, um, Robbie Mitchell. Okay. You know, the narrator is Uncle Fetus Fester, right. you know, or something like that with yeah. some kind of, you know, like g- groovy backstory. Yeah. That's a telling character. Story. Yeah. Right. So. Huh. I forgot where we, where, how did we get to that? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, well, we we're talking about making gaffes and making uh, gaffes. Oh, so that's, that was what I guess what I was going at with the gaff giver. Uh huh is a personality. Oh, okay. Right? So like if you accept the parameters of the gaff giver, uh-huh. You know like where you kind of have noticed that they they that they are you. Yeah. When you do them, they're totally you. Right. are you. You know. Then you then you are just you are sharing another part of yourself. Totally. And you should you should be able to do that unless you're hurting someone. I absolutely Stop agree. Stop on the hurt. And I, and I would I Again, it's like a. I've no I have no problem understanding like how I want to be or how uh-huh. I should how it should be how easy it would be right. even to right. be that way. And then I have this other way that steps in. Like, nope, don't reveal it. And I know what it's from. I know I can trace it back to all mm-hmm. the. I mean, I was those experiences. The um, yeah, the pantsing. I the, had a lot um, of stuff early on that that put me on guard. You know. Yeah. And. Uh, a lot and it and for a long time so yeah i i sort of 
yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm still on guard, you know, all yeah. these years later. I'm like, well, yeah. somebody might be, and, and frankly, people are, people are looking for ways to make you feel bad and make Absolutely. you, you know, and, and take and advantage laugh of you. at you if you, if, some, sure. if you trip or something, you That's know, true. That's so true. I have to, I, I do feel like if you're going to go out in the world and operate around other people, you need to have some kind of resiliency and some kind of barrier around yourself. Right. That. It has to be like a semi-permeable barrier. You know, you want to let enough in that you can test and see if that person's cool. But because you don't want to walk through the world just completely. Right. Hey, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Don't. Well, that's know? a plan. Walking yeah. through the world separated. That's a plan. It's an isolate. Yeah, but it's you an want, you, if you want to have a bubble or something, something that's per, impervious, that you, not impervious. Impenetrable. People can get through. Uh, yeah, permeable. They get permeable. Yeah, they can get close to you, or they can yeah. they can bump into you. I, but that's, that's your that's your comfort zone. Like with a history, then you're then you realize what what those histories did to you. And the history, if it gives you a a blanket dis you know distaste or right. a, a separation, it gives you a pattern. If it gives you a separation, at, which is yeah. Then you have to find a have to either find a way to live in that separation or find a way to. Um, find moments of connection that are acceptable. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I find, I mean, I, I never had an issue with it when I was younger and I felt, Uh I feel like it was very easy to be, well, when I was really young, I was shy, super, Uh super shy. And then I was Uh like testing out being funny and seeing if I had any, you know, like, can I make jokes publicly and and get, you know, get a laugh and maybe that'll help me feel worth something. Right. And uh, so that worked. I got friends and started to have like little, nerd pockets where i could feel safe where your style was consistent it was appreciated you knew knew where you could go get your your fix on uh well i think i mean i always i always just wanted to be friends with everybody that was my Uh my general starting point was like i if you're going to be cool to me i'm going to be cool back yeah i'm going to start by being cool to you right and hope that you're going to return and it's only if i wasn't met with niceness that i had any kind of issue and and usually my decision would just be immediate it was like well i can't i'm not gonna right i don't want you in my life you're gonna be mean to me so i'm gonna go find a different person to hang out with yeah so in you know in school that's just a constant if you're not the popular kid that's just a constant yeah navigation like am i safe here or is it okay over here right so i did a lot of that i mean basically my whole school career Uh and it wasn't until college that i felt like i could break out a little bit and it's probably right. because I was being teased by people when I first got there for my style. You know, they're like uh, teasing me for having for plant. having style. No, for having Midwestern style, oh. and like plants that were too tight. And, uh-huh. you know, so they <laughs> but they ultimately helped me. I mean, I, uh-huh. I felt humiliated the first time somebody called me out on it right. in front of a whole bunch of people. Sure. But then the next time I got pants that were more in style. Right. And felt better about myself than I really, you know, and I hate that that's the process you have to go through. You have to jump through these hoops to look a certain way or, you know, in order to feel good. I never wanted to be that person. I was always envious of people who were just like, fuck you. I don't care what this, like I am who I am. And I just, I just wasn't that way. I think I was too scared to be, to, to say who I actually was, you know? Right. So I just instead tried to find places to fit. Yeah, with, well, style well, that style thing can be a comforting factor i mean you can if you feel neglected or isolated i mean yeah or, standing, put on, or putting or on or the outfit of the day or, you know it's like yeah and definitely and you know figuring out your dance 
move back <laughs> yeah. and forth, you know, yeah. like figuring out how clean it was or right. how, how often people are paying attention to you. Yeah. Um, T- test a couple of different walks, see yeah. what the right way to walk is, I how, mean, how to lean, how to look. In yeah. The, you know. I do find that most people I, re- I like kind of like, I like these people that are um, mis- like accidents, happy accidents. Uh-huh. And then I also like people that um, dance at the front of, of, uh, poorly attended rock shows. I like those people too. I, I just I get a kick out of how joyful they are. I, I really appreciate uh, them. I'm so. often embarrassed for them, but that's my own bullshit. Like I'm, that's right. I really think they're awesome. I think they're doing, they're, they're doing God's work. Yeah, they are. Sure. They are. They're doing the stuff yeah. that everybody else in the room is too scared to do. Absolutely. And, and that's and until it's the moment where everybody's like, "Oh yeah, this is good. Yeah, this is we're fun. all in this we together." And you're like, "Come on, this has been good for a long time." genres keep people um, on track and that's i think why the why the radio funneled into these like you know people need it to be recognizable yeah. and sure. something and it's now you only get 12 songs well in pandora's yeah. algorithm of just sounds like right isn't if but you, sounds like yeah oh if you like that late you must somehow. like this no yeah. <laughs> i like that isn't how about but, can you give me it Right. How I would the, like it. How about the actual? Can thing you give me it? That I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Um. Well, what what other kind of stuff has been on your mind, or what? Um, you know, tell me about. I'm curious about your. I don't know much about your younger day. I mean, you said you have a brother. Did you have a pretty good? I had a great upbringing? childhood. Yeah. Yep, great childhood. Uh, Chagrin Falls, Ohio, nice. home of Tim Conway, who just passed. Did he? I used uh, Tim Conway, the comedian. He died. One, yeah, he just recently? passed uh, maybe a couple months ago. Oh, okay. Tops, but he, he. I used to mow his his parents' lawn. Tim with, Conway's parents' lawn. T- yeah. Okay. So T grew up there. He kind of made it bigger. He yeah. built his parents this nice, kind of stately, uh, <laughs> you know, colonial house. On dwarf and money. On, this was pre dwarf money. I think oh, this might have been apple dumpling game. Oh, money. good. So this I met. Well, I, I guess. Um, I met him in the 70s when he would bring his kids to town. And they actually went to school for a little while when Tim was getting uh, Tom. His real name was Tom Conway, by the way. Oh, really? Um, but he was, uh, he, um, 
was getting divorced. And so he actually lived in hometown for a little bit one summer while he was getting his act together and trying to figure out what he was going to do next. I think they were wow. buying two houses, right. putting the gear into one and gear into another or something. Did he go by Tom Con- Conway? In, he didn't in go life, in or? conversation. I, not, not that I remember. Yeah. I only had really one direct meeting with him uh-huh. and uh, just big smile uh-huh. happy moment it was um he seemed and, like a nice guy yeah he seemed like a nice guy loved yeah. his mom super mom mama's boy yeah um his little, dad oh. was a little quiet but he was funny his dad did some funny stuff nice um so but you back to you you're your so i grew up in that good. town and i across the street and there was a river town and uh you know my parents bought this nice old victorian and painted it a few times and mm-hmm. it was it was really a great place to grow and then backyard fronted on to a city park and the, you know it was a township actually it wasn't a t- uh, it wasn't a city so it was a very small park but people would you know I'd, it was people watching time you know so like i watched people take you know take on dates uh-huh. walking along the river bank mm-hmm. you know with That's an ice awesome. cream cone in their hand you know and stuff and every year the carnival would come to town and take over the take over the whole park, and destroy our playing field. Like that's where we played right. soccer, that's your soccer and football field, and everything yeah. like that. They'd set up all the rides. And and yeah. Stuff so like... they'd come in the wettest. It was always Memorial Day, so it was always the you know what <laughs> swampy. The, yeah, and swampy. And so then they pulled out. Um, now one one uh, one reason why I love hay, is they would when it was wet wet years they would just sprinkle hay over all of the ground just to uh-huh. sop up the, yeah. the moisture and so i just remember this wet hay getting left over and getting mixed into my my earth and stuff like right. that to play with so that's something that sticks with you now like yeah i mean i would love to just to? like make things and just cover them and you know <laughs> turn feather them in a little bit of hay i love that it's a it's a beautiful um beautiful surface i love hay it's really cool hay is great and just bales of hay are pretty yeah. amazing too yeah so i i just being in sort of having this childhood with a river and running up and down it and having you know eight neighbors these kids that were super super fun to be around That's and amazing. we would just all play together so just i never played i never played alone That's you awesome. know I, I, and i never watched star wars alone uh-huh. you know i never you know i never um a sleepover was, you know, numbers. You That's know, there was cool. a good number. Yeah, the crew. You know, it wasn't, yeah. That's and so, fun, and man. I really respect that family. I, uh, um, I, I, th- I think they, they did a wonderful job um, um, living in that town. I think, you know, they, they were um, very interesting people. Cool. And they still are. So it's neat. Do you, did a lot of your songs come from that time? First songs, like, first, yeah, first like Little My Album, all those songs all, all were... Like, yeah, paint that tree was actually a dream about my my professor at CCA. This guy, um, yeah. Franklin Williams, who's kind of got a name for himself. He's a really pretty great um, artist of jack of all trades. Super from Utah has this really deep voice. Uh-huh. You know, come around, and tell you to work a little harder. You know, like kind of, <laughs> you know, you just like give you this uh, cowboy talk. Uh-huh. That was just so good, oh, man. And uh, nice, man. he, in, so he was in my brain about just the idea of just painting a tree brown, <sighs> which I, I definitely have. You know, I make objects, and you know, I'll, I'll make it out of wood, and uh, I'll just paint it brown because it's just it's so much so right. Yeah, a, a painted wooden object brown. Brown, I love it's it. pretty. It's pretty happy. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then some of the others, you, you think like 
I mean, I'm trying to think of uh, other titles, but other titles, yeah, no. Um, Wall of Wall of Tree is that? Well, of... we had the Ohio song, which was right. I was kind of a part of actually. Um, I saw Tynan back, in the summer. Back with Tynan, like yeah, back I in saw. The yep, Tynan. That grain. was Tynan Age, um, and beautiful albums they put put out. Yeah, beautiful product, and you know, I. It was so funny when we were younger. I, I didn't like uh, the dynamic of singing with her. Um, okay. But I I now respect the fact that she was just trying to find some space around me, uh-huh. trying to find my space and singing. You know, so I was, was the first lineup. Was it you, Tynan, Matt, me, Tynan, Matt, Adam? and Adam? Yep. Okay. And I think and, how long? and actually it was first before Adam. It was this guy Jamie Keating. Oh, who lived above the King's X? He used to play okay. with a uh, fibrillator too, or I think oh, he played right. with fibrillator at some point. He grew up like in. Um, Moraga or something like that. Okay. He's a, he's a neat guy. But how long um, did how long were you and Tynan both in the band? In the band, less than a year. Okay, you know enough to start. You know, like come up with names and go on expeditions for uh-huh. finding out. You know the the barfed up pellets of owls. <laughs> you know, and look at for skeletons. You know that kind yeah. of thing. You can do a lot of that uh, in a year. Yeah, yeah, you can. And then, did you leave? For a reason, did you? I left because of a teacher. We confronted me on a, on campus. We 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 did the spring fling. We we played the the spring show, uh-huh. and we opened up for Eskimo. I don't know if did you ever hear. I've Eskimo. heard of them. They were a great band. Yeah. They're super fun music. Uh, more in that kind of oingo boingo realm. Okay. And it, for me, that's kind of had a goofier sensibility, um, and I liked it. But we we played first. And I really liked her set. I thought we, you know, we sang all our songs. Now Tynan sang her song, you know, sang her songs, sang her part of the songs. And um, my teacher Raymond Saunders came up to me and he was like, "What are you gonna be? You gonna be a painter or are you gonna be a singer?" Oh wow! And so he gave me the confront, confront, made me confront this idea that people were gonna say other. you're gonna have to be one or the other to succeed. Huh. That's basically what he kind of told me, and I felt like I was, I was getting into good stuff like i I was painting my heart out and you were able to do both and i was able to make this these songs that i really trusted and believed in with these guys and girl that i was really falling in love with i thought they were great great people and he gave me this he gave this make or break kind of reality to it and i bailed on it and um it was a real tough pill yeah, to take. And then I felt bad because, you know, we had identified ourselves as a group. And, right. And then I left. But I felt like Matt, you know, that's when he really started singing. Uh-huh. And he, Matt's songs that he sings on are my favorite songs. I love it. Of yeah. any Little My songs. I love his so voice. I love his... He, his brain is super present. He, he's a... He's a a challenge, a challenge for a, a, a starved mind. He's, mm. he's, he's given it to you. Yeah. Everything's there. Yeah. I agree. And I loved it. It's beautiful to watch. So, but, um, but so I, I, I don't, um, um, I don't feel bad about the time off I had from the band. Cause I felt like I was able to figure out what it meant to be an artist as, as a, a fine artist. You uh-huh. know, I, I, I got more committed to, what that could be, you know, professionally or something like that. Because there was a number of years that you were. Yeah, it was. Um, out, right? I think I stopped being. I stopped kind of being the band eighty nine ninety, mm-hmm. and then I got back into it ninety three. So I got like three years yeah. of it. You know, in retrospect, you're like three years was forever. Yeah, and actually, you know, it's hardly any time. It's like a blip in the screen. Yeah, well, in the life of so, a band, it can be. 
the whole, yeah. you know, the whole thing. No, I felt, I, you know, they went on tours. Yeah. They did all this stuff. Yeah. You know, well, they, I saw them first without, without I mean, me. The very yeah, first probably. Little yeah. My shows I saw were with Tynan, right. Matt and Adam. And I, and then, you know, Rick, well, you came back. And then Rick, yeah. Rick, yeah. Rick. So I, I came back when um, they were, I moved back in with Matt uh, on West, on East 7th, uh, not East 7th. West Oakland, 7th Street, I Peralta. That. Yeah, I went to that house once. I think. That was a great little place. Cool. Yeah, old honky-tonk. Now it's a it's a uh, cafe. Revolutionary oh, really? Cafe. Yeah, so cool. yeah, Revolutionary Cafe is what we lived That's and awesome. practiced. And it had some really great history. You could see it was all old build, billiard room. Nice. Like there was wallpaper you could peel back. And it was yeah, like the house was stuff. cool. It looked like it. There was also rats that could come right through the walls because <laughs> right. they were like that big. There were parts of it that weren't so cool. Yeah. Right. But uh, so when you came back, did Tynan leave? Did you come back Tynan, into the band? I because... left after Tynan left. Uh, I, I I came back after Tynan left, but she would been gone. There was maybe a, bit, a year. There was a bit of a break. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm, um, um, they were um, they were they were a band for a couple of years before I kind of came back. Okay. But there was never when you came back. Um, I'm trying to remember. Was it was had Rick? Did Rick join? It was, right I was after. actually there for, um, Scotty. Oh, right. Scotty. Scotty, um, Sky is wonderful. We saw, she came out to one of the shows uh-huh. a couple of years ago. She was great. And Ken. Right. Of Fable Later. <laughs> Ken, Ken, Ken played with us and Ken was great. Yep. Each of these people brought something really magical to the, the vision. I think I feel bad for Scotty cause I, I jumped in on Scotty and, and she, I, I kind of gave her some of the grief I I should have given to Tynan oh, back in the day. Okay. So she got a little bit of like, oh, I'm trying to find my way into space here. Right. Oh, you already have the song figured out. Well, maybe I can add this little weirdo part where I get all countrified and do the reaper, reaper, reaper. And you're like, nope, and nope. you know, and it worked. It was good. But then I listened back, like I listened back to those songs, and I feel like I, I was very aggressive. Oh. Um, to kind of the the moment of her song, huh. and I, I I I feel a little um self-conscious about that I, might, I could have been more um cognizant of that at least you know the mix so yeah well that, that's always you know the case you know the you know you have to but just the fact that you care about it that much that you know you're talking about it now and it's you still well i think like some... collaboration you can't not hit those marks all the time i yeah. think that's you're always steering through personalities you're Several steering through visions maybe you're steering yeah and, and where people are in their lives right. you know like where you are in your life where you live right where, so you know, many all things. these things are fodder for songs i mean i think most songs are really about these social and sort of political political and um environmental concerns you know things you yeah. make observations you're making most songs are about that just your life's life's so, unless you're brian eno which then you, like you can make anything you <laughs> yeah. want so. Yeah, then this baby's on fire. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thanks so much. Thanks for, for having me. Thank, it's been a pleasure. Likewise. Yeah. I feel like I could easily keep talking. For As we should. About... And that's what you, that's, uh, you probably are going to have this experience every time you, you invite a friend over to do your podcast compared to your people you want to get to know. Yeah. Well, or not yeah. get to know. <laughs> right. The people yeah. I don't want to get to know probably won't be sitting there. That might be your confrontation. You I could, could, conf- yeah. that could I'm sure you'd bump into all the things you don't want to bump into. Yeah. But. I mean, I've, I have thought about it and I have, I've, 
I've asked a couple of people off the street to, uh-huh. to come on and it's, I, I like the excitement and you know, right. The, the, it's scary as hell to have like somebody you've never That's true. said a word to and, and That's you can true. sit down and engage, but I love it. Well, it's uh, rife with assumptions and rife with um, chances to, uh, for Eradicate a person that's assumptions. a giver, uh, a, a places to analyze uh, and doubt yourself. So it's, yeah, to me, it's, it's most, it's, it's mostly about working on yourself. Yeah. I think if you're that type of person and yeah. you're always doing that anyway, which it sounds like you are, and I know I'm yeah. the same. Uh, yeah. I think it's. Yeah, you're sort of incorporating every piece of information into the mix and yeah. and re like sifting through it to find the parts that resonate now and work better than other things in the past. And I think that's great to be working on that. Yeah. And I think it's cool to meet. Um, I mean, a fellow brother. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it in. All right, man. Well, thanks so much. For Thank you. It's really great to see you. Likewise. Right. And, Likewise. Uh, we'll keep on talking. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. That was my friend Nat Parsons, a beautiful human being. Uh, Really was happy to get to talk to him. It's been a long, long time since we've had any kind of uh, conversation of any depth. And um, so I really enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Um, I want you to be able to see some of Nat's work. Um, One way to do that is to go to Instagram. And uh, he's at Parsons 1970. That's P A R S O N S 1970. And, um, but also, I want you to go search for the Progressive Insurance Annual Report for the year 2018. Um, Nat did this incredible project that I can't really describe in, in few words. He described it beautifully, but I elected to take that part out and I'm going to put it in an outtakes episode in the future. Um, but please go check this out. It's really incredible. He built a campsite and he built everything in it, uh, and painted and designed and made it beautiful and traveled across the country, collecting outlines of people's arms to build into a waterfall, uh, made out of wooden arms representing 1200 different employees of the company um so and lots more so please go check it out it's really beautiful he gave me the physical copy of the book and i love it and um and uh yeah and also he sent me a link for it but it's too much to read here so i'll try to i'll put it on my instagram page and um you'll have to copy and paste because they don't let you link straight from the thing and you know the thing how the thing is like in this thing and you got to click this other thing and then this other thing. Um, so anyway, thank you guys for listening. I love you. And uh, I mean that sincerely. People might think I'm, I don't, but I do. I love other humans. Some of them are real jerkies. And I don't like those ones. But um, I still love them. I don't like them, but I love them. If you catch my drift. All right, see you next week. Bye.